Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the languid Will Curran of Endless Events. And that man over there is the mammoth. Brant Kruger of Event Technology Consultant. But first, wait, wait, what what word? I've never heard that word Languid. before. Langu- Languid. It's, a, it's of, of a person, manner, or gesture displaying or having a disinclination for physical exertion or effort. So think <laughs> like a sloth. Oh, interesting. And yeah. I, mine was like a mammoth. Relaxed, I, unhurried. I think mine's ironic because mammoths are like yes. big wo- woolly mammoths, like covered in fur and hair. Well, I know you're <laughs> going to be really calm today, so we're going to keep this one nice and calm, nice and, and calm. Easy. Take a deep as, breath. As we speak today, there's breaking news, uh, so we wanted to make sure that we were covering it on the Event Tech Podcast because it is major news in the Event Tech world, and that is PSAV has announced that they plan to move to a new master brand, and it is... Da, 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 Encore. <laughs> so as we have, as we have uh, covered on this show in the past, we announced when PSAV announced that they were uh, acquiring Encore um, uh, Audiovisual Services. Uh, Encore, one of, probably one of the second largest names in, in, in in-house AV. Um, and it was announced last year, or was it even now the year before? Let's, let's, let's see if it's in the press release. Um, it doesn't say, but I yeah, want to say that was towards the end of actually 2018 when that yep. happened. Yep, yep. Um, they announced that they were um, uh, acquiring uh, Encore, which was the latest in a series of acquisitions by PSAV. So uh, as of uh, start date, uh, March 3rd, 2020, PSAV, a global leader in event experiences, announced today that it will align its portfolio of companies under a new master brand and will assume the name Encore. Now, just to get our caveats and um, uh, biases out on the <laughs> table, uh, Mr. Kern, you, sir, are uh, in charge, uh, the head event Einstein, chief event Einstein of Endless a third-party yeah, AV yeah. company. A third-party AV company. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so I want to make sure that everyone knows that. Obviously, I'm willing to lay down my sword and say I'm 100% biased on this one, um, <laughs> that I own a third-party AV company that does compete against uh, PSAV and Encore and all these brands a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, I think that um, – most importantly, I think that it just needed to get this news out there for people yes. to be aware of. Um, you know, I happily, if I get beat by them, I'm happy to admit that there's times where they are a great vendor and times where I work with them and they're actually one of my suppliers as well when we're doing rigging and things like that. So, you know, we want to keep a great relationship with them. Um, but we obviously want to make sure that we share this news because uh, I think that this is a o- very obvious move they are trying to make. <laughs> and by if you just look at even the fact that they are saying the new brand will be adopted March March 31st. It's not like a, hey, we're going to slowly transition right. our clients over over the course. Sudden. Like literally they have 28 days to be able to move this entire brand over, which means they already had built the website. They are ready to go and they're ready to do this really quick and as fast as possible. 
All right. So now before we dig into this, I, I will throw my biases out on the table. So as an independent technical producer, um, I work with all kinds. So like you said, I'm, you know, eventually I want to make sure I'm getting the best, uh, you know, uh, best deal for my customer or to be, to be perfectly frank, I'm going to do what I think makes the most sense uh, for my clients. Um, so sometimes that's the in-house AV. Sometimes that's third party. If budget is a primary uh, you know, primary concern, obviously, then we start looking towards third parties, just because then as a general rule, they tend to be less expensive. Um, but sometimes convenience is the overall regard, you know, uh, you know, majority thing that we need to be keeping in mind, you know, that we want it all on the same master account. Um, we want the equipment to be all right there. Things are going to be changing a lot on the fly. You and I have talked about this quite a bit on the road. We've talked about it on this show. Uh, we've done our, our traveling AV Smackdown um, where you represent the third parties. I represent the in-house because it's been increasingly more difficult to get someone to represent the in-house. But as far as my own personal biases, I believe whatever is going to be, you know, that, that there's a, there's a time and a place for all of the different models. Models, right, there's a time and a place for in-house, time and a place for third party. Um, that being said, this is curious. I mean, it's it's curious to me. I think there's no doubt in my mind. Um, even trying to stay relatively independent, relatively above the fray on this, um, that this is clearly, in my mind, an acknowledgement that they have a branding problem. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that stays, I think that rings true because pretty much everyone that I know, almost every planner that I know of, when they say the word PSAV, do it with a little bit of disdain in their mouth because I think it being such a large company, um, uh, you know, at some point or another, they're going to have been burned. Uh, by, you know, by a PSAV crew uh, in one way or another. So that tends to stick, that tends to linger. And so this, to me, is kind of a tacit acknowledgement of the fact that their brand is tainted at this point. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, like, I mean, I'm looking at this from a purely business standpoint. I mean, if I was PSAV, I would be making the same move as well. Um, maybe we can talk about how we think they could have done this better. Um, but I think that, you know, when they are acquiring companies and becoming so large now that, you know, we've talked about the word, the M word monopoly, mm. um, you know, I think that, um, the, it has to be in check at some point too. And we have to have these sort of conversations and be hard about it. And the same way that I hope as well, that any vendor would also want to keep my company in check. I don't think I can, I'll ever be as big as PSAV. Um, but like, I would hope that everyone wants to hold each other accountable, um, and, and is willing to, 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 to kind of call, you know, what I will say is use some event brew um, of terminology as bullshit in a little bit. And we have to be willing to call bullshit, I think, when bullshit is happening. But yeah, talking about the brand portion, I definitely in the same way. I mean, we sit at all of these um, conferences and all the time they, they have, people are coming up to us saying they don't enjoy the brand. They don't like PSAV. Um, and it's really kind of sad, I think, for them in some ways because there are good properties. I mean, this parallels, I think, similarly in the same way that PSAV purchased uh, Swank and then renamed everything PSAV. And, and I know that you have some more history on it, so I'll let you definitely talk about that. But I think that in the same way, there are some good properties and they're surprised they do fantastic jobs. I know at certain scales of budgets, they do a phenomenal job and they, they and I've talked to clients that said they do, you know, a, a great job on this sort of thing. But the interesting thing is that it kind of sucks for them because it's all under that same brand. So when everyone assumes PSAV, they assume it's the same across the board. Um, but yeah, uh, changing over to Encore, 
Um, interestingly enough, too, um, I, and and let me know if you think this is an okay pivot to kind of make is that you know Encore for a while was the other large in-house AV company across the United States, and they were. <laughs> They were the one that honestly also got a lot of flack, mainly, I think, because they were the in-house um, and they, they had very similar strategies to PSAV and how they want to get people into contracts and kind of force you to work with them and things like that. Um, but I think that they had a slightly more respectable brand. And I don't know if you agree or disagree at all. I, 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 do, I guess yeah. you worked with the recent. You yeah. worked with the property, though. That, that probably would yeah. I completely well, and reverse I continue that. To, I continue to. I continue to work with. I, I'm currently working on a show right now where I'm getting a quote from Encore, and Encore is the local, is the local uh, in-house AV. So I, you know, I, I absolutely work with these companies. I've, uh, you know, to to touch on what you said before, is I still firmly believe that you can feel whether or not you're you were at a former Swank company or a Swank property. Um, there was there was a certain level of commitment. There was a certain level of, of quality and customer service that I felt came with the Swank AV uh, uh, brand, um, which was one that was purchased many years ago now. Um, and I feel like even to this day, you can still kind of get a vibe of like, yep, these guys, they, they used to be a Swank uh, location before they were bought out by PSAV. Um, and so it's, it's for me, I've always been able to kind of separate to a certain extent, okay, this is a good crew, a good property versus the brand. Um, but because they are so ubiquitous, I think that is often why the, the, the in-house gets a bad rep because of the fact, like I said, kind of to open with, you know, chances are if you've done many events over the course of a long career, you've probably gotten burned by them once. And because it's the same name, it's going to stick with you. Oh, uh, PSA. Yeah. Oh, Encore. Oh, you know, just night. I had this nightmare group that just went terribly, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's a little unfair, but it's also human nature. Um, and so it feels like, again, that they've, they've, they've got their, their brand and they're trying to shift to a brand that has slightly less <laughs> animosity towards it. I was kind of looking through the, the list here. It looks like only the first brand, Freeman AV Canada, is the one that's going to adopt it by March 31st. So that's going to be okay. the one to start to roll things out. It says over the coming months, the migration okay. strategy will be uh, for the complete portfolio will be defined, um, beginning with Freeman AV Canada. Um, which I had to quick double check to make sure that that wasn't the same as FMAV, which was no, movie. no, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, owned by I, Freeman. I was pretty sure that wasn't the case, but I, you know, I just wanted to double check that because the list, just again to kind of go back, is we're talking about Hargrove, Hawthorne, KFP, FMAV, um, Eclipse uh, was another one. All of they've been slowly buying up all of these brands, um, and so it's uh, it's interesting. It's big news. Yeah, yeah, I think. So, like, I mean, my biggest concern with this whole thing is that PSAV has had a bad reputation and now they're trying to rebrand the name, I think, to cover that up and go as, you know, Encore Event Technologies. It's interesting. They just say this new name is just going to be Encore and I think they're dropping Event Technologies, which is kind of interesting to me as well. Um, but I just feel like it's, you know, uh, uh, I will not name the person who said these exact words, but I heard someone say it's kind of like polishing a turd, essentially. Is that like, hey, <laughs> eh, eh, nothing to see here. This is not what you expect to be. These are not the, the terrible AV company you're looking for, as Obi-Wan would say. Um, and I think that we have to be concerned about, you know, people not knowing that this exists. Because what if you think about it, if you Google the word PSAV, I bet you there's 
hundreds of articles, people talking about it, reviews. I mean, look at their like glass door profile, you know, things like that. There's so much baggage to that brand. They're probably trying to sweep a lot of it under the rug because they know that they can just take this new kind of step forward, I think, um, along the entire way. And, and, and I will tell you the value of this. As someone who owns a company, I have rebranded. And I will tell you, it makes people think it's a new company. I, I'm not going to lie. When we went, when I went from being the DJ company back in the day to starting like the AV company, we went from basically DJ company name to endless. People thought it was a completely new company. People thought I was acquiring companies. People thought, you know, they thought it, we were going to have way more services. We literally didn't change anything. We just changed our logo on our website and that was it. Um, and not saying that we were a bad company. I think we had high NPS scores, all those things like that. But people's perception when you change brands is something new and crazy has happened. I mean, I'd be curious to pull up also large companies I've recently rebranded in a lot of different ways and see kind of how they have. I bet you that's what brand has been doing. He's got a big smile Maybe. on his face. I might've been looking <laughs> some stuff up while you were there. So I, I did run across just some top level things and, and, and then I'll, I'll I want to be a little bit of devil's advocate as well, but just, to, you know, interesting. One of the glass door descriptions was that it's the McDonald's of AV, you know, it's mass produced. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all about getting, you know, squeezing every dime of profit out of, you know, uh, you know, all of the equipment and that kind of thing. And I can't entirely disagree with that, that when you've got something at that level of scale, uh, the Yelp reviews are also quite interesting. Um, they're interesting. not real nice. Uh, if you start looking at PSAV under Yelp, uh, you're going to find some uh, not very nice reviews there. Now, um, to be devil's advocate, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do in this uh, scenario is, okay, let me ask you this. What does PSAV stand for? Um, it present pro presenter services, audiovisual. You know, Presenting that for a fact or you just make that up? No, no, no. I'm pretty, I'm 90, <laughs> I'm 99% sure. I'm that's what it stands for. Right. Okay. What is, what does FMAV stand for? Oh, it's the two names of the owners. Right. Um, it was, yeah, exactly. It was yeah, like yeah, Fritz yeah. Horn, I believe if I remember right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, that was a good, that was honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I honestly, um, FMAV's brand is like super. I'm surprised they didn't do FMAV to be honest, because their brand was so clean, so high regarded in the industry. Um, yeah, I was just I was very surprised about that as well. So the reason the reason that I'm asking that question is because um, let's just try and think of this objectively. All right, so you've got this handful of brands. They could have chosen any of them. I mean, you could have chosen Hargrove. Hargrove mm -hmm. had a, has a great reputation, um, you know. But it is, you know, I'd say it has a stronger. East Coast um, uh, feel. Most people, more people know of them East Coast. They're known for the big, uh, the presidential uh, uh, inaugurations and things like that. Um, you know, so they had options of which ones they wanted to go to. I think they went with, with honestly, uh, a more global sounding brand, right? You know, yeah, it's going to be something that's, that's translatable to, uh, a, to something that's kind of around the world, um, even though it's an English word. Um, you know, you're not wondering, you're not sitting there wondering what does it stand for? Um, you're not wondering what its heritage is. Uh, it's just a brand name, like any other brand name, like Apple or anything for that matter. Um, so the argument could be made, if you're trying to be, you know, devil's advocate, that of their handful of brands, it was the one that was already the most global um, and um, the one that had, you know, kind of the most uh, legs as far as rebranding. Uh, you know, you, if you think about new logos and all the new, new business cards and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, just kind of thinking about it from a branding standpoint, I think can go a long ways as well.
Yeah, totally. Um, I found an article I'm going to link down below is um, an article says behind every great merger is a great merging branding opportunity, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and they talk about a couple different ones in here. One interesting one that I, I like almost completely forgot was Wachovia and Wells Fargo. Like Wachovia was a pretty solid brand and they went with Wells Fargo. And I'm, I, obviously I'm not in that industry of banking portion, but yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I bet you is a similar thing that happened as well. Maybe yeah. I, I remember if Wells Fargo is more well-regarded. Um, I mean, you look at, for example, uh, Lenovo, Motorola. So like a lot of Lenovo stuff, Motorola stuff got rebranded as Lenovo. Um, and there's so many of this. It's also really interesting to look at this from a perspective of, and maybe we should like do some sort of like case study comparison of this, but like P&G, Procter & Gamble. I mean, think about that too. They have all these sub-brands. But what's interesting though about it though, and this is why I'm so surprised that PSAV didn't do this, is why not break into sub-brands? If you're having an issue where people are taking a bad experience they had and applying it to every experience, why not break into sub-brands so then that way you don't like tarnish it? Why? I've also thought about this as well. It's like, you know, at some point too, the brand, PSAV's customer, almost as much as it is the end person, I almost feel like the customer is more the, is the, uh, the properties because they right. don't do a lot of offsite stuff. They, honestly, they got to make the properties happy. Why not let the properties brand? I'm probably doing all like the marketing brainstorming for the <laughs> senior vice president of marketing or something like that. But like, why not also just let it roll into the, the property? So if it goes poorly, it's a reflection on the property. So you don't taint the rest of it and lose your revenue potential on this other one. But I'm guessing it also has to do with some infrastructure things as well. You know, like that means you have individual email addresses for everybody. I'm sure there's, you know, something beyond well, that. I think they well. like, I think the venues like that extra layer of, uh, uh, I can't think of the right word. Protection. Extra, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Protection to a certain extent. Yeah. Because if things do go south, they're able to like, oh, well, you know, what can you do? You know, we got a yeah. three year contract with them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Stinks. And, and Sorry, think about it too. Know. Yeah. Like if you, if you have a separate name too, it also dissolves you a little bit of liability as well. Yeah. Because if technically if something went wrong, you're not like, oh, well, we subcontracted to PSAV and they give us, we have a vendor relationship, but they give us a kickback back. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're always listed as a preferred vendor. Even, even when, even when there's no preference involved, you even, even when the contracts are clear that you have to use them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, you know, we've done through this show and talked about some of the inexclusive or the, the exclusivity contracts that we've had to deal with um, when dealing with in-house AV um, where there was no option to get out. We had to use them. And uh, it's a, uh, it can be, I think then you can kind of play it off of each other. It's like, well, it's not our rules, it's their rules. And it's not, you know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, having that, that extra level of, uh, of, of disambiguation is probably the closest word that I can think of um, to it, to be able to say, oh, no, that's, that's not us. And playing when things go south. Just in case you're wondering, it also stands for porcine stentless aortic valve, apparently in the world <laughs> of technology, as well as post-secondary adult vocational skills. Hmm. Um, but you are correct, sir. It is presentation services on audio visual, yes. which is kind of stilted. I mean, that's kind of a stilted, you know, so anytime you have to ask, what does that brand stand for? It's not necessarily a good, a good fit, a good brand, especially if you're trying to come out as a more global, uh, a more global company that, you know, is, and, 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 you know, gone are the days where people are looking for an AV technician, you know, all of, I've mm -hmm. often been frustrated at the fact that now everybody is a, is a, um, 
event technology uh, yes, specialist. Exactly. An event technology director or director of event technology. It's like, no, you're the, no, you're the in-house AV guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they've been doing that for years, you know, calling, calling those people event technology specialists. Um, and so I think the more that they can remove themselves from this idea that they're just, you know, uh, projector and screen company uh, is is probably the best. So I, I I can see more than just the cynical reasons for yeah. doing this. I, and I'm, I'm 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 as I'm reflecting on this too. I think they very closely worded this obviously this brand this press release that came out. Mm -hmm. And there's something interesting. So the CEO talks about together the brands in our portfolio create provide creative production, advanced technology, staging services to customers around the world. Um, we are excited to begin this transition that strongly supports our mission to connect and inspire audiences. And I think what's interesting, I think I mentioned it earlier, is I'm surprised they didn't go with event, Encore Event Technology and they just called themselves Encore. I bet you similarly as well, we had this conversation uh, recently on the show about the difference between a production company and an AV company. I'm wondering if they want to move away from being known as the AV company as well. And so they know that they just bought all these companies that have do beyond AV and they know the internet's the future. They know VR's uh, potentially a future, AR's a future. All these technologies in general are all wrapping together and the lines are blurred. Maybe they're like, how do we, how do we A, get rid of AV out of our brand? How do we fix our brand from being um, tainted? And then, you know, how do we move forward with a more generic name like just Encore? That's what we are. And, and you know, you can slip event technology, AV production below it all day long. Um, is, is very interesting. I think that shows yeah. that they're probably trying to make that move. Now, so before we kind of go into what does this mean for the future, um, let's just take a quick moment and talk about uh, our good old friends over at the Event Leadership Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, just want to take a quick reminder of of all the things that they offer for for you folks that are listening. As a reminder, they uh, that these these are the folks that are providing education to our industry um, that isn't locked in to a single conference and event. Um, you know, a lot, we're 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 at an interesting crossroads right now. Um, uh, in our industry as, as people are dealing with, you know, maybe I don't want to go to that conference, you know, maybe I don't want to do this, you know, IMAX just announced that they're moving forward with Frankfurt as far as they know, uh, with their IMAX Frankfurt, but people are starting to look a little warily at conferences, looking a little warily at airplane travel because of the whole coronavirus COVID-19 uh, business that's going on right now. Well, even on top of that too, people are also now also concerned that, hey, I don't know what's going on with all these mergers of the AV, these AV companies. I need to know more about AV. Um, and I know a, a great resource that you can have to start that too on top there of that. There you go. I don't want to in any way, shape, or form imply that we're saying, you know, oh, stay at home or anything like that. This is our lifeblood, right? We, we want people <laughs> out and about. But what I am trying to imply is that it could be more convenient to stay at home. You know, what For if sure. you could get those education sessions 24-7? You could get those education sessions on your schedule when you're working, you know, working an event. You've got a little bit of time, downtime uh, in the evenings, a little bit of time over lunch. That's what the event leadership offers. The Netflix style, watch as much as you want. You can do subscriptions or you can take individual courses, uh, five-week courses, six-week courses on all kinds of topics that are out there, including, uh, you know, business and sales, creativity, design, my technical production class, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, planning and logistics, strategy and ROI, all of these great things that are going to make you a better planner, uh, whatever the, you know, particular niche that you have, whether it's corporate associations, weddings, it's 
all going to go uh, toward making you a better planner. And it could also go for CMP credit, depending on the class. So a lot of the ELI courses qualify you for CMP credit. So be sure and check it out, eventleadershipinstitute.com. We've made a short code for it because that's a, that's a mouthful. That's a lot of things to tippity type. So ELI, the number four dot me slash ETP. That's ELI four dot me slash ETP. There you're going to see a 20% discount code that you can use on either the individual courses or 20% off on your monthly membership. So we want to make sure that we thank the Event Leadership Institute for their support of Event Tech Podcast. Thanks, guys. Well, making that transition right yeah. back into talking a little back about the it. news, talking about the future and where we see this go. I kind of hinted at a little bit about maybe they are moving it towards this more full service kind of company and don't want to be known as just the AV company. Um, Brent, do you have any theories for where you think this can go in the future? I do think, you know, despite my devil's advocacy of a few moments ago, I do think it's kind of a curious um, a curious choice uh, to to brand because I think, you know, you mentioned Procter & Gamble. Um, you know, we've got uh, the, the Google slash Alphabet uh, model. We're seeing more and more of these kind of umbrella companies um, you know, Unilever, you know, they've got, you know, a hundred different brands that, you know, most people don't know the, the, the name brand Unilever. Um, but they make, you know, soaps and shampoos and, you know, kind of like Procter and Gamble does. So, you know, the individual brands, they had an opportunity here to start doing that. It's going to enable, it would enable them to still gobble up, uh, you know, smaller companies. Um, but they could have kept the branding and just started, you know, redoing the logistics and mm -hmm. the back end stuff. Um, you know, my wife works for a dental service organization where, you know, you don't know the name of the company that's behind it. Um, but they're, you know, they're the ones that are helping manage and part, you know, own uh, the, the, the local dentist office, right? So, you know, these, these types of companies exist. And going to the fact that, you know, PSAV is an investment opportunity by, it was, was originally Goldman Sachs. Now I think it's Blackstone still, if I remember correctly. I don't think it's been sold since then. Um, uh, you know, it seems like a perfect opportunity for them to go down that road where you've got all of these little sub-brands. Um, and so you could have, you know, like the hotels do, right? Where you've got Hilton and all of their various brands, but each one with its own niche. So then you would have your, your event technology more focused thing, you know, your more expo focused, you know, building on the Freeman brand, you know, um, building on each of these individual brands. So I think it's, I think it's interesting, potentially a missed opportunity that they are going to try and bring all of these brands under one umbrella. Now, they don't say, like you said, it's carefully worded. They don't say they're going to change the name to, uh, you know, to Encore for all of these things. It just says mm -hmm. that there will be this new brand that will be launched later in the summer and that we're going to bring all of these other brands, uh, you know, as part of the portfolio and that how it will be defined is yet to be. So, yeah. I mean, technically in the title says PSAV announces plan to move to new master brand. That is almost saying PSAV itself is going to change. But I mean, the fact that plans to move, I mean, I think that the two, they're going to also know that there's going to, they know they're going to have to react to this. I mean, like, I hope they're a smart business and they hear all this feedback um, and they're going to be like, oh, wow, maybe we did make a bad decision when we did this. Maybe it's a good decision. I don't necessarily think it's like necessarily a bad decision. I think more so on my end, it's that planners need to be educated. And the further we get removed from this, less and less people are going to be aware of what happened in the past. So my hope is just that there's enough news coverage of this to be able to let people know like, hey, this is 
just where this happened and what the past looked like for this brand beforehand. So do you think that, do you think that, that people will just kind of let this trickle out of their knowledge? I mean, we can only hold so, so much in our heads at any given time. Do you think yeah. people will just be like, Oh, it's an encore property. Okay, cool. You know, um, and that, and that yeah. PSAV will just slowly disappear out of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, and especially younger planners, you know, who, who yeah, may yeah. not have the experience. Um, as, do you think that brand just withers away and dies? And, and, or is that what they're hoping for? I think as a brand manager, I would say, yes, I hope that happens. But I think at this point, I'm not sure if it's because I'm in the AV industry and they're a competitor and I'm aware of this and, you know, that sort of thing that like, it's very fresh in my mind, but I think a lot of people are aware, like when I remember when, right when the Encore thing happened, how many people were making jokes about how Encore, oh, Encore's, the Encore would be like, oh, blah, 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 we're so great. And we're like, yeah, you just got bought by PSAV. And like, you know, even the Encore people knew, you know, they were like trying to do the best they could to like damage control it as much as possible as a, as a property per property basis. You know, they're not the big wigs at the top. I don't ever get a chance to talk to any big wigs at other AV companies, but they, you know, I think that it is cemented into event planning lore, event planning knowledge at this point. And I think that it might end up still being a joke from for years to come. Though I only very recently on Event Brew got to make the PS they're an AV company joke. Um, and Dustin didn't know about that and he just laughed really loud on the show. I think I actually didn't say it on air. I don't remember if I said it on air or not. That's one of my better jokes. So that's one of the best jokes exists. ever. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but PS they're an AV company. See that maybe that's where they did it. They they wanted to take away my joke opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they're I'll just gonna come out, they're gonna come yeah. they're gonna come out for one final encore. Though. That's kind of where my mind is working, something <laughs> along those lines, is that I wanted to give them one more chance, one more encore, if you will. Um, so that kind of thing. All right, Will, like what, what, have, what have we forgotten on this? Uh, what do we need to do before we put this one to bed? I mean, I'll be curious to see what happens in the future. I think that um, in the next month or so, obviously by leading up to that March 31st day, a lot more information is going to come out and we're going to see a lot of things happen. Um, but I think the best thing for, for you to do as a planner, I think if you're a planner listening, this obviously AV guys have already made up their decision. They don't even, they, they're just laughing at this podcast or, you know, they've already made up their <laughs> mind at this point. But if you're a planner and you're, you know, no matter what, you should always, as Brand always talks about, there's a time and place for everything. Always feel free to get the bid. And just, you know, evaluate the vendors for more criteria than just price. I think that's one of the best things that you can do um, because, you know, um, you, there's a lot of factors that go into picking an AV company. And I don't think it's just price. It's not who can get the equipment the cheapest. It's not who pays their labor the least, that sort of thing. Um, so I think the best thing you can do is just make sure that you're aware. You're an aware um, consumer. Um, you're a knowledgeable consumer. And, you know, just have those great deep conversations. And, you know, I think that's where you'll be surprised the difference between different properties. And, you know, I think as this goes on to my hope is maybe some, I don't know, maybe someone from Encore will now reach out to us and say, hey, we want to talk about our side of the story. And I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear that as well. And kind of, of where course. they're going. What, what did they doing to untarnish this brand and make make the next level i think uh, i'm just very curious to see where it's all going um and just stay knowledgeable obviously you're listening to this podcast so you're already way 90 steps ahead of most people are um, but just continue to always learn and grow and i think that it will help you make the right decisions along the way 
100%. Be, be an active participant in the process, ask questions, get references, do the due diligence. You know, people, you know, I, I frequently tell people to, to, to get references, even when you're dealing with the in-house, because um, especially if they're saying that you have to use the in-house, um, you know, I always want to keep my options open. I always want to keep the possibilities open. If they're saying you have to use them, then you say, great, I would like to speak to two to three, you know, clients of yours that had groups about the same size as mine. Um, uh, you know, if you're going to make me use your, your, your folks, you know, then, you know, I want to speak to people that have used them in the past, recently, the recent past, because there's a lot of churn uh, in in-house AV companies. The other thing that I'll throw out just before we tie a bow on this is that I do also think the timing is a little curious. Like it's, it's almost like that they just recently realized that there might be an image problem or something like that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it is well over a year now at this point. Um, you know, the, there was a big joke uh, here locally, you know, Minneapolis was a giant Northwest Airlines hub before Delta bought them out. And so the kind of running joke was, is that Northwest Airlines and Delta Airlines merged. So they decided to keep, you know, part of the names from each. So it's Delta Airlines. Um, you know, and so same, it kind of feels like the same thing here, right? It's, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep the AV. So now it's Encore AV, you know, on PSAV. Um, so it is, but it is curious that it's taken this long for them to decide totally. uh, to, to go this route. Well, you think about it too. I mean, like in having conversations too, I've had some conversations, some people in the back end who I can't say on the source uh, yeah. or on the record who, who exactly, but on I have heard some people that say. this, that yeah, on background is that this process also took a long time that even when they were purchasing companies, stuff was not solidified months mm. after this announcement that they had been acquired had even happened. So I think also potentially that maybe they were working through the paperwork. And then I think that potentially they, as they were acquiring, they realized we get the name, we can do whatever we want with the name. And then I'm betting someone within a marketing department was like, you guys, I think this is a time to do a rebrand. And they started right, building this right. out. But I mean, I, I think this is what's, this is what always blows my mind about big companies is just how slow the process is. Like if I realized something was wrong, I would change within a month. Like I'd move on a dime and I would want to get done right away. But yeah, you are right that it is taking a long time for this to happen. Um, which honestly I think is gonna also uh, mean that there will be a long time that people will still be aware that this transition is happening. So they it, almost in some ways, while it seems like they might be trying to just pull the rug from underneath everybody, be like, ta-da, look what I did, or you know, or pull a mask over everybody. You know, I bet you a year from now, you'll still see cases being pushed around properties. Even if they completely get rid of PSAV, it's all gone. You'll oh, still absolutely. see cases being pushed around with PSAV. So it'll be very, very hard for them um, to get rid of the brand 100% very, very fast. Yeah, my garbage company got bought out you know, five years ago, and I've still got the, the cans from the old, the old <laughs> company because why, totally. why bother? So yeah, it's gonna be a long time before those cases get spray painted black and those names get changed. Definitely, definitely. All definitely. right. Well, Take I us home, Brent. Put this one to bed. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate everyone out there. Please let us know if there's an aspect of this uh, that we have for neglected to talk about. Um, like I said, I tried to keep it as, as, as even-handed as possible uh, regarding our own personal biases. Um, uh, so uh, if you disagree, please do let us know. If you agree, please do let us know. Reach out and let us know at hashtag eventtechpodcast or eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com is the old good old-fashioned email. Um, and uh, let us know what you think this does 
does for their branding. Is this a smart move? Is this going to kind of give them an opportunity to reset uh, and, and take things over? Or is it going to be the same old, same old? Please do let us know. Be sure and check out the podcast at eventtechpodcast.com. There you're going to see all the show notes, all the links to all of the things that we've uh, talked about here on the show, all of the resources and all of the subscription links for your favorite podcast apps there, whether it's Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of the good old casting all the apps that are out there. All the pockets, all the casts, all the casting and all the pods. Um, be sure and check that out. Be sure and subscribe. That way you'll get this beamed into your ears on a weekly basis. But don't forget to stop by that eventtechpodcast.com. That's where all of the freshest content is going to be. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Will, for joining me on this kind Thank of special Brian. edition. Quick break. Breaking news. to the presses, Johnny. We've got to get That's a tough one without PSAB. It's changing his name. And and as always, we thank you all for listening out there. And we'll see you next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.